Well, for those who don't know me, I'm Mark's wife, Pastor Nina, and today you've actually come. This is a message that I did a couple of weeks ago at Warner, and Mark wanted me to do it at every location. So uh, here I am, and today you go, I'm doing a cooking, bit of a cooking class with my sermon. So you're going to get two for one. You know, I didn't come here to hear a cooking lesson. No, you didn't, but you're getting two for one, two for the price of one, and uh, you are going to learn two things today. There are many ingredients in our life. There's ingredients to make certain things, and there's ingredients in our life. And today, I'm going to teach you how to make pasta. Yeah, everyone gets scared to make pasta because they think it's really hard. Let me tell you is that it's really easy. But, you know, there are, there are some really important ingredients, apart from we know the Lord number one in our lives. He's, a, he's always got to be in our lives. But there are some very important ingredients in our life that if we would put these ingredients in our life, then it would really help us to live our life, a successful life, a life filled with, with God and knowing that he is with us. We can call upon these, use these ingredients in our life. And so, so today I want to teach you, one, the Word of God and what the Word of God says. And at the same time, how these ingredients are similar to making pasta. <laughs> so here we are. I just want to say thank you to all our volunteers who really do a really good job. You know, I know that you serve hard, you do so well, and I want to thank you, volunteers. Musicians who come, do a great job. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor David and Helen who, who passed the Red Cliff. I hear so many great things. Yeah. I hear so many great things. Your services are so good. And, and I'm so glad that I'm here this morning because it is true. You're just such a, 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 a group of people who really, really lean into the presence of God. And, and it's wonderful. And so, but to, to the Word of God right now. And, just like making pasta, there are some particular ingredients that you need to make pasta. Now, you go, like, um, yeah, it's easy. I'm never going to bake pasta. I'm just going to buy it. But let me tell you, when you've had homemade pasta, nothing compares. Uh, nothing compares. And um, as I preached this sermon a number of weeks ago, I had an email the next day from India so a couple, a husband and wife in India heard, my, heard the message and uh, were really greatly encouraged, but also they made the pasta. They said, your ingredient, your recipe was really good, and now we're never going to buy pasta. We're going to make pasta every day. But please don't do that. You'll, you'll, you'll change in size. <laughs> and uh, so it's really good. But the, there are foundational things in our life that we need to live by. One, we know God is number one. God is number two. God is every part of our life. He's enmeshed. When we're in a situation, we go to God. When in every part of our life, God needs to be number one. God needs to be number one, doesn't he, in our life? So we get one life to live. Don't get a second chance. You get one life. And God wants us to steward our life well, to live our life unto him. And there is... As I said, there's few ingredients. There's four ingredients to this easy recipe. Four ingredients in our life that we need to 
apply in our life. So number one, the first ingredient is love. Love. Love is the foundation of living a successful life, a fruitful life. Just like one cup of flour, believe me, this is one cup of flour, is the foundation of making pasta. One cup of flour is, if I don't have flour, we don't have pasta. If we don't have love in our life, right, our lives are going to be quite skewered in many ways. Fractured relationships, fighting, right? You're not going to be able to have the opportunity even to to share your faith because love is the biggest ingredient. First Peter, Peter, 1 Peter 4, 8 says, Above all, constantly echo God's intense, one version says, fervently, fervently love for one another, for love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. So he's saying, above all things, echo God's love to one another. Echo it. Peter commands Christians. He commands us to work hard at loving one another. And you go, oh, this is obvious. I know it's... But you know how hard it is to love someone who's hurt you, offended you? It's hard, isn't it? Hard to... When God says, I want you to love that person, and you don't really want to love them. It's hard because you've been hurt by them. You know, the Greek word for fervently is ekatini. Say this with me, ekatini. You all speak Greek today. Ekatini. It's translated as deeply. Love deeply. Earnestly. Love earnestly. Or again, fervently. It's used to describe the muscle of athletes straining to win the race. Striving. Need to work and show it. Peter writes that Christians should do this above all things. Above all things, love. Above all things, love one another. As a believer of Jesus, our first priority must be showing the love of Jesus to all mankind. Not only the ones who we like, not only the ones that we feel deserve it, but to all mankind. Jesus is our greatest disciple, isn't he? Or our greatest example, I should say. He loved those who persecuted him. He loved those who killed him. He loved those who opposed him. He loved those who, uh, you know, came against him. He loved, he loved, he loved, he loved one another. He loved people. He loved those that were accusing him of. He loved those that whipped him. He loved those that just were unlovely to him. But he loved. Those who criticised me, he loved. Those who mocked him, he loved. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we must love one another. Demonstrating God's love is our first priority. I want to share you, tell you a story. Now, all, all of you know that last year my dad passed away, and he, that he was actually given three weeks to live. He had throat cancer, was given three weeks to live. And uh, in that time, uh, three, in the three weeks, there were carers, nurses that would come in and administer morphine just because of COVID, he chose to have palliative care at home. And three weeks went by and he's still living, right? 
And then we noticed we were assigned one nurse every day. She would come, one nurse would come. And uh, my dad, if you knew my dad, he always shared the love of Jesus. He always welcomed everyone. He always shared Jesus with them. He didn't say much, right? Couldn't talk much, but yet he demonstrated it in the few words that he did. And third, fourth week went by, and we noticed fifth week went by, and we noticed different nurses were coming in. And we're going, how come there's different nurses when we were just assigned the one? And then when the original nurse came in, she goes, I've been telling everyone in the hospital in the, with the nurses that this, when I come into this place, there's just something different in this place. Like, I just love your dad. Like, he just is so loving. And, you know, my dad would pray, broken English, could hardly, like, talk like the godfather, hardly in the end. You know, you'd be scary, huh? Um, you know, and he just showed the love. And then what happened was, like, almost two and a half, two and a half months, he's still living. Um, and we're like, we're grateful, but we're going, God, you know, this is awesome. He wasn't healed. He was just getting sicker and sicker. And then what happened was the, his specialist came to visit. Now, they don't generally do that. Nurse, the nurses report to them and they just... They, and he, he came and um, we were like, oh, it's good. He goes, listen, I just had to come. He goes, every nurse that's come back, and when I report, how come this man's still alive? He should, be, he should have been dead, you know, a couple of months ago, and he's still alive. And then they're all saying to me, it's just like it's such a, a loving home that they just feel, they don't know what it is, but they just love coming here. And I've had to tell them not to keep making extra visits because they would just pop in randomly, <laughs> right? And so he's like, I just had to check it out for myself. What they encountered was not human love, but the love of Jesus at work in our lives. Do you make a difference in your workplace, in your community, where the love of Jesus flows out of you? That people want to be with you. That people, what is, what's the difference about you? You're different from everyone else in the office. That the love of Jesus, now I believe that God, I do, I believe that God extended my dad's life for that very reason. So many nurses, so doctors could experience what it is, the love of God. It was clearly my dad and we didn't, you know, shelter out the gospel. We just spoke Jesus, spoke about how he changed our lives. We had opportunity to pray for the different nurses. They'd come, they'd come. Well, you're looking a bit sad today. Yeah, da, da, da. let's pray. We can pray together. You see, if you ask someone, would you like me to pray for you? Generally, generally, they'll say, oh, would you? That would be nice. And so don't miss opportunities like that. Now, don't go forcefully, but gently pray because people are wanting to hear something different than what they hear in the world. They want to experience something different than what they experience in the world. The second part of the scripture says, for love will be a canopy. It will cover a multitude of sins. As believers, we reflect the love of God by forgiving one another. Now, I'm going to be straight here. You're not going to like me for a few minutes, but I'm going to go there. Okay? 
John 13, this is Jesus' words, not my words. John 13 says, Jesus is saying, A new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 1 Corinthians 1.5 tells us that love keeps no record of wrongs. 1 Corinthians 1.5, love keeps no record of wrongs. Now, I'm not going to get you to put up your hand, but if you are a grudge holder, you're going to live a miserable life. If you choose to forgive, forgive quickly, forgive constantly, you're going to live a fulfilled life. Do you know that that it is, it is documented and, and evidence that unforgiveness causes disease. Who wants to live with disease when you can forgive? And you go, but you do not understand what happened to me. No, I don't. But God does. And he will give you the power that you need to forgive. How do I do that? Well, you just come to God and you just pray. You pray for that person. At first, you probably go, God, hit them with a brick, run them over, kill them. You know, you'll start like that. That's okay. You're not going to end like that. That eventually, as you begin to go, God, no, I pray that you will bless them. I pray, Lord, that you will keep them safe. God, I pray that you would show your love somehow to them. I pray that they'll experience who you are. As you begin to pray for them, something begins to change in your heart. Something begins to shift. And you know what is that? It's the love of God coming through you, into you, to help you to love that other person, to pray for that other person. And you'll find that you'll begin to actually mean it. After a while, you go, no, do God, bless them. You know, and I know, I have, I've not lived a life that's been free of people who haven't hurt me or offended me or done bad things to me. I've walked the journey of hurt and pain. But I chose to, I chose to realise that praying for someone for, their, for forgiving them, praying to forgive that person, helping, asking God to help me to forgive that person, right, is so much freer. It's so, so much freer. You know, if this flower had a bug in it, right, it would spoil the whole dish, right? Now I could go, oh, they don't know. But eventually you're going to get it in your pasta and you're going to, oh, what's that crunch? That's terrible, isn't it? I'm not going to do that to you. But what I do is I would pick the bug out or I'd throw the whole flower out and start again. And that's what we, how we need to deal with bitterness or unforgiveness is deal with it. Get rid of it. Don't allow, allow it to consume you day in and day out. Have you had someone that's hurt you and you wait, you go to bed at night, but who do you think of? Them. Revenge, ways to get, oh, I'm going to show them all, I'm going to, you know, the next day you wake up, who are you thinking of? It, it's like this. It's like drinking poison, hoping that the other person dies. That's what it does. It only affects you. It only hurts you. It only destroys your soul, your 
life. And like flour is the main ingredient to the, to, to the pasta, right, so is love the main ingredient in our life. Number two, the second ingredient is knowledge. Knowledge is what we get ourselves. It is what we accumulate through learning. I had the great privilege, Mark and I had the great privilege to have a dinner with uh, Isaac's parents on Friday night. And let me tell you, he is knowledgeable. Your dad's got a library that showed us his library. He's like, I'm like, you know so much. We were asking questions and, you know, and I admire people who have studied and who learn and who acquire. Learning not to puff up, but learning to help and equip others. You know, Isaac's dad, Mr. Scott, he's learnt, he's learnt, he's, he's, he's written so 16 books apparently now, he's written and he's learnt, he's trained, he's got theology, doctors in theology, to learn to help people come to Christ, to help people understand the lies between the truth, the difference. And we need to be learners. We all need to be learners. We all need to learn, whether it be in a study or whether it be we need to always learn from the Word of God and search the Scriptures. We need to acquire facts and information. Proverbs 18.15 uh, and then verse 9 says, Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Be a learner. Oh, don't be one of those people who learn all your life. I know a guy who's 56 years old, never worked a day in his life, and he's studied all his life. Yes, he's got the degrees, but it's just like pride has filled his life. Like, you, 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 he knows everything. Can't even have a decent conversation with him where he doesn't have, a, a, like, a knowledgeable fact about... It's just puffy. It's just pride. It's just, like, you, you need knowledge, Right? You need knowledge. We need knowledge, but if we don't, we, if we just, knowledge is all we have. We have no love. We have no other, my other ingredients in a minute you'll hear about. It's just like the Bible says, knowledge puffs up. It's like hot air. People don't even want, you know it all, but you know nothing. Right? We, we need to be learners. Learners are made, they're not born. We want to improve in life, we must learn. We must enhance our life. We must learn and add knowledge to our life. Learn how to be a better spouse, right? Learn. It's okay. You're not born to know how to be a good wife or a good husband. You didn't. The Word of God teaches us a lot of things, but read. Read what the Bible says. Read what uh, good Christian books say about how to be a better wife, how to be a better husband, how to be a better worker, how to be a better friend, how to be whatever vocation you are in, how to be a better student, how to be a better or a mature Christian. Learn, 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 learn. Learn from the Word of God. You know, and that's the next ingredient is, is salt, and I'm just going to add a pinch of salt to this flour. And that's what salt does. Salt adds flavour. When you learn knowledge, you add to your life. You add a bit of more information about something. You know, prepared when you go into a situation, you, you know, okay, I've read up about this and this is what's going to happen or this is what it is. And So you learn it. You're a learned person, not someone who just fluffs around and just, oh, I'll just see what happens. No, we need to be learners. 
Without, so it is without knowledge. We don't get as far as in life without knowledge. We are boring, we are bland. Salt makes this dish a little bit more tastier. It permeates through and it's tastier. With knowledge, we become uh, someone who people will listen to, someone who's informed, someone who knows what the Bible says. Oh, this is, go to this scripture here. This will really help you. Learn, learn, learn. Number three, the third ingredient is understanding. So there's love, number one, is our foundation. Number two is knowledge. Add knowledge to your life. Number three is understanding. Understanding is what brings it all together. Just as knowledge is something you accumulate through learning, understanding is something you will know because you lived through it. Have you ever gone through something and you go, oh, now I understand what they meant about that situation or that? It's because you live through something. You know, I can tell you how amazing my fresh pasta is, right? But until you taste it, you, you can only imagine, but you don't really know the taste of it. But when you taste, you go, oh, that is actually, I don't get any heaviness in my stomach. It's light. It's tasty. It's like, give me more, give me more, give me more. You know, it's this, this beautiful taste of pasta. We bought pasta. And I, don't, I don't make pasta every week, right? Homemade pasta. I do have bought pasta. But there is a difference when you've had the, the real thing, when you've had it homemade. No preservatives. It's good for you. Understanding only comes through eating it, knowing what it really tastes for. Understanding is grasping knowledge, the information of facts, and outworking it in every part of our life. I said to you, too much knowledge, the Bible says, puffs up. But we need knowledge and understanding. We need to appropriate the knowledge that we have and bring it through understanding to the basic laws and principles to be in our personal life, whether it be spiritual, spiritually or in the world. Having understanding. You know, there are certain things that I've gone through in my life that, that I now have greater understanding towards other people when they go through it. But before then, I, I was a little bit of a, oh, it's all in your head. You know, like just not compassionate, not just like, oh, you, you get over it. But when you go through something, right, you have that understanding of the pain. You have the understanding of where they are as a person. You understand how they're feeling. And therefore, you can show love. You can show compassion. You can pray. You can bring them through just as you came through that situation. In understanding is taking the knowledge of the Bible and applying it and experiencing it to our life. We can read, we can be scholars, we can have degrees in theology, we can have all this such, but unless we take the word of God, right, and apply it to our lives, that's understanding, and apply it into our lives, it doesn't work. It's a reading, applying it, outworking it. Reading, applying it, outworking it. And so it is, back to my recipe, understanding is like, so I'll do a little bit of a well. It's like this egg. So you add one cup of flour, you add a bit of salt, and you add one egg to the dish. Right now, as I've added this egg, what does the egg do to the dish? It actually creates a colour. Ah, you're bringing colour. It creates a richness. 
it creates flavour, and it brings the stability within the dough. It brings a stability. You can see it's starting to come together, but not quite together. So it brings us, and when you bring understanding to us, when you have understanding in a situation, right, it doesn't have to escalate out of control because you understand. Beginning to understand how the other person feels gives you the ability to be able to minister them effectively, right? You know, you might have the knowledge alone, but until you have the understanding, the knowledge and the understanding, you're able to minister with great effectiveness. Remember, foundation is, uh, foundation is love. Everything has to come through love. Everything has to come through love. If you don't do anything through love, you're a resounding gong, the Bible says, a noise. But when you have love as your foundation, you have knowledge and you have understanding to that person who's going through that hard time, it makes a huge difference. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 2, 2 to 4. You know, they say women can do multitasking. It's a lie. It's a lie. No. Proverbs 2, 2, 2 to 4 says, Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver and seek them like hidden treasures. One of the roles that we have been given, one of the roles sorry, of the Holy Spirit who he's been given to us, right? He has been sent by God to help us, to bring understanding in a situation, to illuminate things in our lives, to begin to understand the situation and begin to minister inappropriate or appropriate God's words. So the Holy Spirit comes and he reminds us. John 14 talks about he, he's our teacher. He reminds us. He's our comforter, right? And so the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us to understand the situation. Sometimes we can become quite judgmental when someone says something to us because we have no understanding. But when we ask the Holy Spirit to help us, right, or get, Lord, Holy Spirit, let me understand what they're going through, the Holy Spirit tells us what to do. Bring a meal. Say this. Do this. As you begin to do that, it's exactly what they need because the Holy Spirit knows exactly, knows exactly what Helen needs. So as the Holy Spirit tells me, I might not have the understanding of what Helen's going through, but the Holy Spirit does. And he says, Nina, give her a call. Text her. Say this. Give her the scripture. All of a sudden, Helen is encouraged, Right? Because I've responded to the understanding of what the Holy Spirit showed me about her. Do you know what? Do that every day. Wake up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, who can I encourage today? Who can I bless today? I know, you know, so many of you do this really well. But I know Jess does this really well. Where she, I hear she's bringing a meal to someone. You know, I just go, that, that's awesome. Because the thing is, is that, that is a, an encouragement to that person that someone cares for them, right? Please, don't talk yourself out of the, the little whisper. Have you done that? 
where you had the whisper of the Holy Spirit say, ring that person, or dropped someone's name into your heart. And you go, oh, that, that, they'll think that I'm nosy. Or, you know, they, they don't need, they've got so many people around. No, no, no. Please, can I encourage you to respond to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit when he drops someone in your, in your mind? Okay? When he does that response, because he wants to use you to minister to them. And if you stop doing it, he'll stop speaking. Reinhard, uh, Reinhard Bonnke, you know him? He was a, a great evangelist in Africa. Do you, know, do you know this story about Reinhard Bonnke, evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, who led millions to the Lord? He was the fourth person. To, he was the fourth person that God went to. God went to Someone first said, would you go to Africa? He said no. Then he went to another person. Would you go to Africa? He said no. Would you go to Africa? The third person, no. Ranan Bokki said, I will go. Those three men missed out on seeing miracles like never before, on seeing salvations like, like never before. Now, I don't know what they're doing today, but let me tell you, Ranan Bonki lived a ministry Servant, serving the Lord, serving people, and seeing miracles, seeing the power of God, seeing so many people's lives change for Jesus. And like I know that this happens because there are times when the Holy Spirit's dropped things in my heart, and I'm like, oh, they're, they're, like they're okay. I've talked myself out of it, right? And then the few days later, or a week later, or a month later, I hear how they were really in a hard time in that, in that time, right? And I'm like, oh, God's, God wanted to use me and I never responded to that. He probably used someone else because God loves people. But let, let's be the one who says yes and we come and respond to the Holy Spirit. Number four, you with me? Oh, good. Number one is? Number two is? Good students. Number three is? Understanding. What are my ingredients? No, no, I'm not going to go there. Number four is wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Knowledge, you grow, you learn. You take understanding, is appropriating knowledge and living it through your life with understanding. Number four is wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom is the ability to put knowledge understanding, and to use it in life's decisions to avoid problems and increase in life and in our successes or navigating through life. The greatest wisdom of all time comes from God. In all areas of our situation presented, as we pray for wisdom, the Bible says, as we, James chapter 1, 5 says, and anyone, if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. So we need to ask for wisdom. I do this often. If there's a situation that presents itself, right? I say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom to know what to say, right? The Holy Spirit reminds me something that I've read, the knowledge in the Word of God, right, or an experience of understanding, 
and then I'm able to minister effectively. And that might be to someone or might be for yourself in your own personal situation where you need understanding how to deal with a situation. Solomon, King Solomon, we know, right, was so wise. And you know what it was? It's because God had said to Solomon, what do you want? And King Solomon didn't ask for a lottery ticket. He didn't ask for more knowledge. He didn't ask for a bigger house. He didn't ask for lots of chariots. He didn't ask for material things. He asked for wisdom. Wisdom. And God granted him wisdom. God actually commended him for asking for such a thing. And he granted him wisdom. Through wisdom, you can get everything you want. It is all contained in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. Blessings pour over the ones who find wisdom, for they have obtained living understanding. As wisdom increases, a great treasure is imparted, greater than many bars of refined gold. It is more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones, for there is nothing you desire that could compare to her. Wisdom extends to you li- long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness, and her words release both law and mercy. The ways of wisdom are sweet, always drawing you into the place of wholeness. Seeking for her brings the discovery of untold blessings. For she is a healing tree of life to those who taste her fruits. Wow. Wisdom is more precious, more valuable than jewels, and nothing you could want would compare with it. Wisdom offers you the long life, wealth, honour. It makes your life pleasant. It leads you safely through it. Those who are wise become happy, right? Roger Meyer, a commentary from Roger Meyer, September 2019, he says this, how to live skillfully. Wisdom is the ability to understand and use true knowledge to deal with life's issues and challenges and live life successfully. It is an ability to accurately access problems. Give me wisdom, Lord, in this problem, this situation, Lord. I need wisdom to discern the best course of action. What do I do? You're you're confronted with something? God, give me wisdom to what to do in this situation and to act prudently to resolve the problems. Wisdom will help us manage our health and our livelihood, our possessions and our relationships with others. Wisdom will help us have peaceful sleep, overcome fear Be happy and have a successful life. That's what wisdom does. Who wants more wisdom? All you need to do is ask of it, James said. Ask for it and you can have it. Ask for wisdom. So back to my recipe. Is add three tablespoons of water. And this is like what wisdom does. One, two, I'll do... Two and three, right? Now what it does, water, what it does to this 
Pastor Joe brings it all together. Wisdom is what brings everything together. Knowledge, love, knowledge, understanding, okay? And wisdom. Water is an ingredient of considerable importance to the dough. Water serves as a solvent and dispersing the agents of flour, salt, and egg. Brings it all, mixes it all together. And we need wisdom in every part of our life. Just as wisdom brings the knowledge of, of brings it love, as I said, love, knowledge, understanding together with wisdom. Without wisdom, we can have wrong timings. You can have wisdom, you can have knowledge, you can have love, you can have understanding. But if you don't have wisdom when to speak, you don't have wisdom when to appropriate something, you don't have wisdom to know when to... I've done this, learn from my mistakes. I've had the answer, I've had the solution, I've had, but the wrong timing. Wrong timing, because I've run ahead. Oh, I'll do the, I'll tell them, I'll tell them, I'll tell them. I'll go and tell them, and they're like, not receiving it. But right wisdom, right timing, right, brings a result, a good result. Without wisdom, sorry, with, without the right wisdom, as I said, at the right timings, we can actually really cause damage and we can hurt people. I want the musicians to come right now. You know, with pasta, as I added the water, and I've only added a little bit of water, but as I add just probably a little bit more, as I begin to dough, um, mix this dough in, right, to this, it comes together. And it becomes a dough. And then what happens is as we mix it together, we then can roll it out, right, we, into a rectangle, and you can, if you don't have a pasta machine like this, you can do it into a rectangle, flour, cut in strips. And this is something that I prefer, prepared earlier. There's some pasta last night, which uh, left out, has literally crumbled everywhere. But that's the, the finished product, right? And it's a good pasta too. Not today because it's really dry, but it'll come good. And that's what pasta, but you know, pasta's good. You go, oh, can I have that pasta? And then you, you boil it, you eat it, right? But it's just like, nah, something's missing. You know what's missing is a sauce. I'm not going to do a sauce because sauce takes hours to do. The meat, sauce, a homemade sauce simmers for hours. It's got different elements, different meats to bring the flavour. And just so it is with the sauce that brings the whole dish together, so it is in our life is that some of these things, we need to let it simmer, right? Let it permeate, in, permeate in it, into our life. Like the flavour of love, let it simmer. Be a person who loves, not criticises, not condemns. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom takes time to become part of our life. It's not a temporary flavour. It's a flavour that should come into every part of our life. You know, I wanna, I'm going to pray for everyone today. And you know, today it's very easy to make a pasta. Very simple. You can do it today, this afternoon, for lunch, if you want. Right? Very easy. Tastes good. Never had something like it when you've had your homemade pasta. And so it is when someone meets, your, meets you 
and love flows out of your life, you become tastier. When you have knowledge where something you can impart into their life, and you have knowledge, I know this is something about this situation that will really help you. I know there were some things that when I was talking and listening to Mr. Scott, Pastor Scott, Isaac Scott's dad, there was things that as he was telling me some knowledge, I thought, oh, I know how to minister like that. That's what I could do with this couple that I know, right? Understanding. I know how you feel. I know. Can I pray with you? I know the pain. Sitting with them, talking with them. Now you're the understanding of what the pain or what the situation you've been in to, to bring into their life, to bring understanding. You know, when someone has knowledge but no understanding, sometimes you can be, you don't really understand what I'm going through. But when someone has the love, the knowledge and the understanding, we're ready to receive to be ministered to because it feel like someone knows what I'm going through. Someone understands, right? But wisdom, please, ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. She will guide you. The Bible says she'll give you a long life. It's important to have wisdom. Can you stand right now? We're going we're gonna to pray. In fact, I, I'm going to pray for all of, you collecti- all of you collectively because I believe that we all, we all need these ingredients in our life. And some of you, I know today, some of you perhaps have been reminded again afresh. But some of you, I know that I've hit a nerve because of the love. You need to forgive someone. You need to get something right. doesn't matter how they respond. It's not your job. It's not, it's not what you go intently to see. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive them. But if they do it again, no, it's not your job. Your job is to forgive 70 times 7. Your job is to leave them in God's hands. And I'm going to pray today. I'm going to pray for these four ingredients in your life that you will be, you will be people who will walk, who will live, who will respond in this. Let's just pray right now. Father, I thank you that your word teaches us all things to live a life that God works, a life that is not broken, but a life that is whole as we walk with You. And Father, I pray that today, that we will be people, God, that reflect the love of God, that it flows through our lives, that we will be a funnel, God, that allows Your love, Lord, not only to reside in our lives, but to flow through our lives. Father, I pray that knowledge will be something, even someone here, that you've been wondering whether even to do a course, I pray, God, that opportunity will come so clearly to them to know, to to gain, to learn in knowledge, to gain knowledge. And Father, I pray that some of us here, we have so much knowledge, but we never appropriate it in our understanding. Father, I pray that it will be a thread that flows through into our lives, that God will be understanding to those of God that are doing it a little bit tough, that are going through something, understanding to help someone explain something out of the Word of God or a situation to them, oh God. But Father, I pray that wisdom will guide us. Wisdom. Lord, we would not rush ahead, but we will be guided by wisdom. When to speak, when to move forward, when to stop, when to wait, Father. Father, I pray that 
that Lord, today, that we would choose people who lean in into this principles, these ingredients, and that we would have these ingredients part of our everyday life and be guided by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to, just one moment, I want to pray for people here today and perhaps you've never, never given your life to Jesus. You've never, you've known about God, but you've never received Him as your Lord and Saviour. Jesus Christ, over 2,000 years ago, came on earth Live life, showed us how to live life. We know how, how he did through the word of God, but he died for us and he rose again from the grave to give us eternal life. The Bible says to have that, you must be born again, right? doesn't mean you become a baby again. No, born again means saying, God, I'm, I've tried living my life my way, but right now I ask that you would come forgive me and I ask that you will help me live my life your way. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, just to respect those right now. If, th- if that's you this morning, you want to say, no, I want to give my life. I want to surrender my life. It's a bit of a mess. Maybe it's not a mess. Maybe you just tried to do it in your own life. Right now, anyone here just don't want to close this meeting without giving you the opportunity. Right. God bless you. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Please can I pray that, please can I ask that you would be not only listeners of the word today, but you'll be doers of the word.